Now, it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Your host, Teresa E. Keeves, is a professional mediator, here to educate, inform, enlighten, and inspire everyone about the great benefits in the process of professional mediation to resolve conflicts, disagreements, and disputes relating to business or personal matters. Now, here's your host, Teresa E. Keeves. Good morning. Good morning, everybody out there. I'm telling you, I, I, I love the little snappy music that I have there. It gets everybody going early in the morning. Good morning again to you um, on this wonderful day, my listeners out there on this beautiful day that we have been giving uh, to do whatever it is that we need to do and or what we haven't finished doing yesterday or the day before. We can do it today, guys. Okay. My name is Teresa E. Keeves and I am your host for Put It All on the Table through mediation here on the GreatTalkZone.com internet radio. You know, it's another beautiful day here in Arizona. The forecast is set for 106 degrees. Whew. You know, we have been getting our rain here, but, but you know, not like I expected because I, you know, actually expected to get a good downpour since we are in, in what they call the monsoon season, which, you know, I learned that it can last for like two to three months or, or, um, or something like that. Um, so, but anyway, um, there are parts in the state, guys, that have been getting huge amounts of rain. All right. But our area didn't. For example, there's a town called Wickenburg. A lot of you are probably familiar with it. Got a lot of rain last week. Huge amounts of rain. And I understand that the people living in Wickenburg, their houses were flooded like almost like up to their ceilings. That's always a sad situation, you know. Anytime when individuals' houses are destroyed, you know, by flooding or fire. And, you know, the ground here in, in the desert is so hard. But um, I can say that the powers to be do have good installation for directing the water to areas for containment here in this state and, you know, to reuse and things like that. But I am thinking that, some places may not be so up to date as, you know, other parts, you know, you know, like the like our state is, let's say. Uh, but anyway, I wish the best for the town of Wickenburg and I hope their recovery is swift. All right. Now, I hope that your life has been filled with blessings since we talked the last time. And if you have encountered any negativity, I hope that you curtailed whatever it was very quickly and um, be done with it and just move on with your life, okay? Life is very sweet. Okay, guys, today we are going to talk about a subject. It's going to be, of course, going to be a couple of things. I'm going to mix it up a little bit here. I like to keep, um, you know, uh, my my audience, my listeners, um, I like to keep them um, on their seat that, you know, you never really know what what's going to what I'm going to talk about or what I'm going to say. And I like to make the topics very interesting and also where you can learn from them, too. So the topic of uh, my show today, guys, is let's just talk mediation, negotiation, and then let's take a gander into the technology world. OK, my guest today is Brian Keyes, technology expert. Okay. 
he has been on with me before as we were talking about technology and if, um, you know, and if it's a vital use in the field of professional mediation. Now, uh, for all of you who are, you know, um, have been with me for a while, that was back in December of 2014. So if you hadn't, didn't listen to that program, I'm archived. And so you can always go back and, and check it out and see what, you know, what was said. It was, it was good, you know, with a lot of good technology information there. So now let me give you some background about Brian Keys because we're going to bring him on here. He has 30 years of experience in the technology arena. He brings a deep and broad experience to his clients with a big picture view that allows him to integrate his knowledge of technology seamlessly into all aspects of organizations that he works with. He has an extensive knowledge in cloud and data center implementation and management, architecture, technical project management, and governance. He manages large-scale and multimillion-dollar enterprise implementations and is proficient in many current methodologies and standards used in the tech, in the computer and technology arena. And I want to welcome Brian, a.k.a. my husband, to put it all on the table through mediation. Good morning, Brian. How are you? Good morning, Teresa, a.k.a. my wife, my wonderful wife. I'm doing <laughs> great, thank you. Fabulous. Great. I thought I would bring you um, on right now so we can have a conversation about topics yeah, um, you know, other than the topic of my show, you know, what my show is about. Is that is that good with you? Absolutely. Yeah, I'd like to have, a, you know, a good bantering going on here. All right. Now, there's been a lot has, that has been happening, um, Brian, as you know, in our in our world, you know, on the news front. And, um, you know, I, I do my best to um, to stay uh, informed, uh, but I don't want to listen to too much news because um what seemingly is is reported is um um what seemingly is reported is a lot of um you know negativity you know and um but anyway what i you know what i want to start um off by saying is that um i like the SB awards that was on recently since we talked and so um, they, they had the ESPY awards on and Caitlyn Jenner receiving the Arthur Ashe award on the ESPY awards, you know, um, that was interesting to the tragic death of another person of color, a young lady who originally traveled from Illinois to Texas to start a new job. And her name was Sandra Bland. And she was pulling, uh, she, she was pulled over by a policeman because she did an improper signal and um and I just want to talk about some of the excerpts of this story from CBS News. Are you familiar with this story, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. I've been following it. Yes. Now, what what is being reported is that a woman whose uh, death in a Texas jail has raised suspicions about the official conclusion that she hanged herself and told a guard during the bookie process that she had tried to kill herself in the past. This is what the sheriff, the sheriff said on Wednesday. Waller County Sheriff Glenn Smith told the Associated Press that Sandra Bland, who is who was just 28 years here on this earth, 
told a jailer about the previous suicide attempt sometime after her arrest on July 10th. All right. Now, Bland provided the information while being asked a series of questions posed to each person booked into the jail in Hempstead, uh, which is about 60 miles northwest of Houston. The sheriff said he did not provide details about the conversation. So now now listen, Brian. Okay, and my listeners, it's being reported that while the officer, excuse me, was questioning her about the illegal turn, which was, you know, you know, she didn't signal, you know, improper signal. um, He arrested her as per the dash cam video shows. And you can see the officer ordering her to get out of her vehicle. You know, both of them at this time, you know, were having words, you know, with, with one another and somehow. He slams her head onto the ground and you can hear the woman saying, I can't hear. I can't hear. Then it's all, then it's also being reported about questions of the efficacy and validity of the video, which of course, Brian is always being investigated and some suggestions should be scrutinized for more accuracy to help find out what really happened as this young lady who had so much promise took her life by hanging herself in a Texas jail. Now, what are you, what are your thoughts on that, Brian? Well, I've got a few things. You know, the the first is, you know, the official story is that she hanged herself, but NPR reported that she asphyxiated using a plastic bag and asphyxiated mm-hmm. herself. And my mm-hmm. time was that that was totally impossible. You know, you, there's no way you can, you know, other people could 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 theoretically suffocate someone with a plastic bag, <clears throat> but your your instincts will take over, and there's no way that, that she could uh, have restrained herself from poking a hole in the bag, for example. That's what I thought at the time. Now, the official story that I keep hearing now is that she hanged herself, so this, of course, raises concern. Now, the other thing I saw on Change.org this morning, yeah, going around, that the, the other thing she said on the dash cam uh, video was that she has epilepsy, and she mm-hmm. told the officer she has epilepsy. So there's also a theory that the what actually happened was that she she um, had injuries, incurred brain injuries during that violent um, arrest, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and that and that that could have uh, complicated her epilepsy or anything else. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was interesting. Now the thing where my take is from this, and I've been thinking this a lot lately, because a lot of people of color have been dying in custody lately, and there's mm-hmm. a lot of, lot of, um, thankfully, a lot of exposure of this lately. But I'd actually like to see all these investigations taken out of local hands. I'd like yes. to see a federal task force mm-hmm. put together by the president to investigate every death in custody in the United States. Mm-hmm. And I think if they if they did that and made some examples of these people who are doing this, I bet you deaths would just evaporate totally. But right now they feel that they can get away with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then and that's and that's a shame because uh, it's a shame for so many reasons because we as human beings you know, if you look at it, it's like, okay, how far have we really grown in the past, like, 300 years, you know, in our, in, in, you know, in our minds? 
and 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 consciousness. It, it doesn't seem like a lot of growth has taken place. It seems that yeah. man, mankind, who is not kind, you know, um, are, are on the continuum of doing the same things over and over again. And and I want to echo what you said. It, it certainly is because it seems as though they are getting away with it, you know, and uh, nothing harsh has been, um, you know, brought down on them, you know, and um, it, 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 you know, but something has to be done. They can't. This cannot continue. This just can't continue. I'm, you know, I haven't seen. <clears throat> excuse me, and correct me if if I'm wrong. I haven't seen a lot of of um um you know the police um um. Uh, organizations, you know, the, the, the captains and, and all of the other powers to be coming down on these individuals who knowingly are doing wrong things like this. It was no need for, um, you know, for the arrest. It was just a minor traffic stop. Give her the ticket and let her be on her way, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. It, it, and this officer is still on paid duty, on desk duty. And, and the funny thing is when police captains do do something about it, just like you said, then they're criticized by the police union. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, and, and this is why I feel that the, you know, you, you, these states are always saying, oh, we could take care of our, our own. We can handle this. We can handle that. We'll handle it. Because if you don't, I'm telling you, what's going to come down the pipe is going to be very, very nasty. And we don't want that happening um, in our country. Here we have a country that we're supposed to be, you know, the, the greatest country on earth. We're supposed to be the model. We're supposed to be the ones that, that you know, um, help individuals that, you know, other countries that need help and steer them in the right direction. And then look at look at the craziness that's happening here. I mean, you know, really? You know, I mean, it's, it's, it, it, it's really bad. And the thing, too, Brian, is that... Um, it said that the 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 attorney representing the Bland's family, his name is Cannon Lambert, said that relatives have no evidence that she ever attempted suicide or had been treated for depression because it said that, you know, she was that she had, um, uh, as you were saying, epilepsy. And then there were some reports that said she had uh, depression and all of this. And then a second jailer also interviewed Bland. Plan according to the uh, that the 28 year old from Chicago area said she was not depressed. Okay, right. They said that she was not depressed, but she was upset. She was upset about her arrest, which occurred following a confrontation with a white officer who had stopped her for a minor traffic violation. So you see, right out the gate, this could have easily been avoided. Lambert said, "All right, this happened because an officer." Yeah, he he was saying, excuse me, uh, yeah, yeah, excuse me, he was saying that this happened because an officer was was overzealous. And and listeners and Brian, I'm saying, can we all just take a break before we react? I can't imagine her parents, her family members, and how they must feel, you know, with something like this happening to their loved one. My heart totally goes out to her family, totally. Okay. Now we're going to take a quick, yeah, we're going to take a quick break, uh, right here, listeners and, and Brian, and we'll be coming right back. So, uh, warm up your tea and your coffee and come back with me. Do you know 
that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent. This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences, with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard. Give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Now it's time to put it all on the table through mediation. Here's your host, Teresa E. Keyes. Well, thank you for returning with me, and I hope that your coffee and your tea um, is is even better than the first cup that you had when we uh, when you got up this morning. Okay, we're back with my guest Brian Keyes, technology expert, and we're going to move right on along with our discussion. Now, uh, Brian, there have been a number of great historical moments in my life and yours as well, where our leaders of this great country, our presidents, have have had to use mediation and negotiation power to resolve differences for total for, you know, for the total good of mankind. You know what I mean? So they may not have been calling it mediation at that time. But that's exactly what they were doing. They definitely were mediating and and negotiating. Let me let me give an example. Okay. Now, the peace talks at Camp David, that was in 1978. And I just love uh, history, guys, especially when a plan comes together. Okay. now. Um, the, the high point of Jimmy Carter's presidency occurred on Monday, September 18th, 1978, while Egyptian President Anwar Sadat, Israeli Prime Minister Menachem Begin, looked on, looked on from the balcony. Carter briefed a joint session of Congress on the success of their 13-day summit at Camp David in Maryland. Stopping 25 minutes for applause, he described the first peace treaty between Israeli and one as Arab neighbors, as well as a framework for further progress towards peace in the Middle East. President Carter said, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be the children of God. He was very emotional when he made the statement. And this was capping two weeks of a high-risk diplomacy that ended in historical achievement. And I just want to uh, say, Brian, that I bet, the mediation and negotiation going on behind those doors was like crazy. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and very successful, right? Because 37 years later, that peace accord is still in place. Egypt mm-hmm. actually <clears throat> recently talked about how they had um, arrested militants um, that were, you know, firing rockets into Egypt and closed down um, tunnels where they were supplying uh, the Palestinians, and um, mm-hmm. so that is a 
you know, that's a lasting example of a very successful mediation, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I did too, you know, and as I was thinking, you know, I wanted to talk to, you know, my, my listeners and audience members, you know, because, um, as I said, mediation is definitely, um, you know, the wave of the future, a lot of individuals say, but I say that mediation is now, okay, because the, the future is now. We need to have uh, these kinds of things now because we have so much uh, discord going on in our world that mediation, I feel, would be an excellent, excellent tool to use to deal with, resolve, uh, curtail um, differences uh, and and uh, things that is going on in the world now. Now, let's talk about another historical um, uh, event, Brian. Now, John F. Kennedy, it says, licking his wounds from the Bay of Pigs debacle in Cuba, in Cuba told a press conference that victory has a hundred fathers, failure is an orphan. Now, this piquant observation derived from the Roman historian Tacitus comes to mind as many of us celebrate the most historic foreign policy achievement of the Obama presidency, okay? And possibly the most important victory for global peace in the last three decades, and I'm going to say that again, and possibly the most important victory for global peace in the last three decades. Who won the peace? Who are the hundred fathers and mothers of this triumph? Well, this article goes on to say, Brian, that certainly the London bookies will have odds on for U.S. Secretary of State John Kerry and Iran Foreign Minister Zavad Zarif to jointly receive the Nobel Peace Prize. I think that's awesome. And now the brigades of negotiators and leaders of the two main antagonists, as well as those of the remaining P plus P5 uh, plus one China, France, Germany, Russia, and Britain, and the European Union and the UN will rightly take their bows. It will be some time before we get the complete narrative of how this all came together in Vienna and elsewhere in in this marathon of talks. You know, I you know, I just want to you know, say something about this Brian is that I think this is another poignant uh time here in in history, very important time in history, something that's going to be talked about for a very long time because the thing is with the with the with the uh talks, the mediation and negotiation uh that that went on um uh, as we were, you know, talking about, you know, the uh, uh, with the Iran and the nuclear weapons, I think I think that that calls for a uh, Nobel Peace Prize and some. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I, <clears throat> excuse me, I have a problem with people that are coming out against this agreement because to me it it's it's very much a, it's a very very cut and dry. If, if we don't get this agreement in place, Iran will have a nuclear weapon, in my mm-hmm. opinion. And that will allow the Hawks to push for another war in the Middle East. And, and to be blunt, you know, Israel isn't going to stand by, right? They aren't going to wait. They're going to go off and do what they do. So mm-hmm. I actually think this, they should be supporting this agreement because it, 
it is a way to um, at least push out, you know, this the danger of this by 15 years. And I, mm-hmm. I think there's been a lot of rhetoric against it. But, no, I totally agree. I think this is a, a <clears throat> crowning moment of the uh, Obama administration, um, along with a lot of other things that, that they have been able to successfully implement over the years. Absolutely. And, you know, and 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 in piggybacking on what you said about naysayers, it, it is for me, it is um, really something. I'm not going to say the word unbelievable because, you know, I've been taught years ago that if you actually see something that's happening, believe it. OK, so, um, you know, it, it's it, it, it's really something how people are, are saying, well, you know, we need to you know, we need to go to war and, and this and that. It's easy for individuals to say we want to put someone else's husband, child, wife or uh, mother or children out on the battlefield. OK, war is not the answer. There is no such thing as a win situation in war. Now, I know that United States have been to war a few times, you know, let's just say World War One, World War Two. We know all the United States won. You know, we won. We didn't win a darn thing. We had a, a huge amount of it was catastrophic. You know, uh, nobody really learned anything. Uh, Mother Earth got pillaged like crazy with bombs and everything else. Um Lives were destroyed, you know, and as I said, people, there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people, um, you know, and, and now it's millions if you uh, add up all the wars that we had um, um, in, in history that have lost their lives. And so what does that mean? That's not showing anybody anything. You're not being, that doesn't mean that you're being tough. It, it, it doesn't mean anything. It just means that, that it's just violent and violence is not the answer. And also I want to say, Two about this, Brian, is that this to me beckons um, that um, uh, uh, individuals are seeking a different way to resolve their issues, whether it's on a small scale or grandiose scale. You know what I mean, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, I don't I don't feel that, you know, you get a couple of people and the media puts the camera in their face and, as that to say that that is a consensus of the majority, but it is not. It's just those few people who are who are pushing for war. Most people are open to the fact to sit down because in this way they can have the opportunity to say what it is that they need to say and be heard for what it is that 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 they need to say. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's where mediation really comes into play, right? It allows that that communication to exist and. You know, there are, like I said, I mentioned hawks before, right? There are a lot of people out there that they just want to take the, the most direct route to them and <clears throat> don't even want to talk, don't even mm-hmm. want to see what the differences are and try to resolve those differences and come together. You know, it's like mm-hmm. um, you mentioned Kennedy and, and um, also the, what happened in, in, in um, President Obama uh, normalizing relations with Cuba. So that mm-hmm. we now have embassies open, right? That's a mm-hmm. great example of that. We have embassies mm-hmm. that 57 years after, you know, 58 years, literally, right, mm-hmm. later, we're now talking and we're mm-hmm. trying to work things out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's and I think that's a great thing because after, you know, as the saying goes, at the end of the day, 
you know, as the pot has boiled down, we actually need one another. Don't don't think that you don't. We actually need one another. I said this in a program um, uh, that I aired, uh, I think it was last year, that we don't do anything ourselves. Somebody is helping us do whatever it is that we need and and want to do. Remember that, you know, and speaking of the Bay of Pigs, that's one of my most, you know, that's that's one of my most favorite um, uh, points in history. You know, besides, you know, President Carter that I just mentioned uh, most recently, uh, President Obama. Um, and and I just want to uh, give a quick um, um, uh, story about the, the Bay of Pigs, if I may, Brian, you want to hear it? Absolutely. OK, so. Now, you know, my father was very much a, uh, you know, a historian and he was very smart as well. And, you know, I talked to you about, about, uh, my parents a lot, particularly, um, you know, my father. And, um, um, and for those of you, uh, out there, my, my parents are, are no longer with me. They've been gone for a, a long time. And, uh, but my parents, I remember as a small child, I was, always very intuitive and and I was you know very precocious and um and very inquisitive and I was um always um listening and and watching you know so my parents was talking about the bay of pigs and uh, so I was thinking say what a, a bay of pigs what you know so what okay there's a bay of pigs that's sloughing in mud and making noises you know when you're a child you know you hear things you hear things, but you don't hear them exactly as how it's being said. You hear it, you know, differently. It comes, it comes through differently. So, um, I was thinking, you know, why are they talking about a bay of pigs? And they're so serious about talking about a bay of pigs. They're just sloughing in mud and they're making the oink, oink noise and everything, you know. And so then I, I, I talked to my father about it and then he, he told me what what the what the Bay of Pigs was, and I said, "Oh, okay." I thought you guys were because I was imagining Brian, you know, oh, they're going to put a you know a bunch of pigs in the backyard or something, you know. <laughs> what it, what are they talking about? A Bay of Pigs? What you know? But uh, then that's when he uh, was explaining to me, you know, about about the Bay of Pigs, you know, so. Um, and then what I want to say about that, Brian, we, we need to go to commercial here. But what I want to say about that is that I think that if um, President Kennedy, you know, and I'd like to hear, you know, um, you know, um, your quick thought. But let's, let's hear that when we come back. But I'm going to throw this out there to you and my listeners is that I just bet that if President Kennedy uh, was alive, you know, today and uh, let's say that, you know, he had to deal with the. You know, with the, the 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 issues that was going on there in um, um, uh, Cuba. Now, what? Let me just very quickly say that the Bay of Pigs was an invasion um, when it was an American CIA-sponsored military attack by training Cuban exiles in order to overthrow Fidel Castro. He now Fidel Castro was the you know the Cuban dictator, as you know, and in order to put an end to his communist regime, so this invasion occurred under the administration, you know, of, of John F. 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 Kennedy. And um but anyway, so I just wanted to quickly throw that out there. But I just bet that he would be open to um mediation and negotiation as a process to resolve the difference um, the differences and and the disagreements and 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 conflicts that was going on between uh, the United States and um, 
and 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 down and Cuba. So I want to hear your 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 thoughts on that. We're going to take a break, ladies and gentlemen. Get up and stretch. Do what you need to do, but come back with me. This is Teresa Keys. Have disagreements with your landlord regarding your home or apartment that you are renting, or have you fallen behind in your HOA payments and you cannot reason with the HOA Association for resolution of your issues? I can assist you. I am an independent professional mediator. My name is Teresa E. Keys. Give me a call at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at MediationTalkShow.expert. You do not have to litigate your disagreements. They can be professionally mediated. The process of professional mediation is an effective, efficient, timely, and less costly method for resolving your disputes. Please give me a call, 480-283-7270. You're listening to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation with Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you for returning with me. I am back now with my fabulous fabulous guest, Brian Keyes, technology expert. And today we are talking about mediation, negotiation, and take a gander into the technology world. Now, Brian, I want to say that that I was happy, you know, to see another historical moment in my life where I know mediation and negotiation definitely played huge parts in this settlement agreement uh, with Iran. And I just, as I said before, I just bet that if President Kennedy were alive today and dealing with the Bay of Pigs, I think he would prefer mediation and negotiation talks over the method that, uh, you know, that was used at, at that time. What do you think about that? I agree. I mean, the times were a little bit different, and, and he had to kind of, he had a, a, a coalition in his administration uh, because, you know, he, he needed the, the support of the conservatives. He, he ended up having, a, unfortunately, a lot of hawks. I mentioned that before, hawks, war hawks, in his cabinet and in his, you know, and, and they pushed for um, this kind of uh, intervention. And mm-hmm. the, you know, but I, I totally agree. I think that, uh, especially today, um, he would have uh, he would have taken the same approach as President Obama. I, I think it's a that's a that's a no brainer because because he and his brother. We're very much committed to more peaceful um, methods of, of resolution. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because, as I said, war is a no-win situation, period. Okay, so now we are done with our segment on history. I think that that was good. With There's the applaud going on, uh, mixed with mediation and negotiation. And now we are going to let our guest, Brian Key, shine as he tells us about the technology that is being used in mediation practices today. So now, um, what is it that you would like to talk to us about first thing, Brian? What is the first thing that you want to tell me and my listeners that's going on in the world of technology? Well, there's, there's a kind of a, uh, a new, especially for the United States, new um, Europe has been dealing with it for uh, a few years, and I'll explain why. It's called Online Dispute Resolution, and the acronym is ODR. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone's familiar with ADR, um, 
but ODR, when you hear it, you'll know what it means, online dispute resolution. Um, it, it basically encompasses now really all kind of online forms of technology um, for, for dealing with, with disputes. So, um, for example, it, it even encompasses a, a, a concept of, uh, that, that some of the big organizations use where they want to do automated dispute resolution. So if people get shipments or products, that are aren't working right, or um, isn't what they expected, or they want a refund. They go to their website, and all of this stuff is in the cloud now, of course. And mm-hmm. because these, these companies are are so huge, they're processing millions of these kind of disputes every year. And so there are companies out there that actually provide these services and automate that facility, so that mm-hmm. they don't have to have as much staff and cost involved. Yes. It also it also encompasses kind of the traditional online conferencing services like GoToMeeting and uh, and web services. Go, sorry, GoToMeeting and web serv- and WebEx that we have uh-huh. probably all used in the past. Um, mm-hmm. but there are there are <laughs> there. Excuse me for coughing. I'm just getting over uh, a cold, as you know. Um, so there is a. Um, there are commercial, uh, commercially available services out there as well. And, and they're kind of trying to pull all of the technology together, like email and video conferencing and blogs. And they even have avatars, if you can believe it. That's, and that's a concept from gaming. It's a, where you can build a fake person and mm-hmm. have that person interact with the public. Um, you know, and they'll, they'll pull together uh, social networking and really almost anything you can think of um, in the in the the realm of technology and online technology, especially because all these mm-hmm. things are in the cloud. So kind of mm-hmm. almost anything you use right now that's in the cloud, they're they're trying to pull it together as one service. And I'll I'll give you a reason why. This is actually um, happening right now. The um, European Union actually has passed um, rules that require organizations and mm-hmm. government bodies mm-hmm. to use ODR, online dispute resolution, to settle claims under uh, 25000 uh, I assume it would be euros, <laughs> um, because of course mm-hmm. the European Union um, mm-hmm. re- uh, resolution. And the reason uh-huh. for that is, you know, they want to get all these disputes out of the courts, right? Something we've talked about quite a bit that there there's so much stuff going on in the courts that it's clogging up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so they've actually put in this directive to help with that and allow Mm -hmm. companies um, and organizations to do this online dispute resolution and resolve their differences instead of going to court, um, especially for, you know, they want everything under a certain, that that 25K, 25,000 euro limit. And Uh it was passed in 2013. So in Mm -hmm. Europe, there's a lot of, emphasis on ODR and a lot of companies providing ODR solutions. 
That's not yes. happening as much in the United States. Um, but, you know, I'm hearing discussion. I mean, I've heard things about this that, that people, you know, they, that, that we should be going this route as well for the mm-hmm. exact same reason. I mean, we have hundreds of thousands of cases backlogged in court, and it could help out, um, you know, with, uh, with reducing the cost and reducing the, the time to resolution. Um, so that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the that's one of the big the big new ones out there. Yeah, you know, online uh, dispute resolution. I, I say it's fabulous. It works. It works very well, and um and it, and and um and I'm going to tell you why. Um, we got about three minutes before we go to commercial break. Um, but um, I want to I want to say that you know, particularly like for all of us um mediators that are are doing, let's say. Um, a, a divorce or if, and particularly if we're doing something, um, that, that's involving, um, you know, children, you know, um, and things like this, that we, and if, and if they, one spouse lives in California, another spouse lives in Arizona, there's no need to incur, um, that cost of coming here. Even if you have an attorney, everybody can be online. They can be, you know, uh, the cameras can be set up and, and, uh, we, you know, we could talk and resolve this issue. Now, the thing, the thing about, thing about it, and I want to, um, talk about this more, um, uh, to Brian after the break is that the one thing that a lot of my, uh, peers we, we talk about is that because, you know, we all, um, you know, have our own flavor of how we do our, our mediations. Okay. And some of us like caucusing and, and some of us, you know, don't, don't like caucusing. Okay. But for me, I like caucusing. So, um, I was, I was hearing, um, you're, you're saying, you know, about the, um, um, you know, about the, you know, WebEx and, um, WebEx and, um, what is the other one that, that you were talking about, Brian? That's go to meeting. Go to meeting. Now, does go to meeting, have the capability of, you know, of, um, segmenting a party, you know, where you can totally, um, you know, cut them off so that they can't hear and vice versa, you know, like yeah. maybe can you, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately right now, um, and I've, I've looked at these, um, uh, you know, uh, online video conferencing systems in the past. Um, they, they don't have, a mechanism for caucusing, and I, and I know that's one of the biggest concerns um, out there for using these tools for mediation. Now, mm-hmm. I do have um, an example of, of how you can do that using Google Hangouts as a, as a new tool that's out there. Um, yeah. The, the, the like- basic... I'm sorry, go ahead. I, yeah, yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna uh, say that uh, I, I'm, I'm looking here in the notes about um, um, Google Hangout. But hold that thought. This is going to be very good when we come out because Google Hangouts do allow us mediators to segment our parties um, the way we want. It's a good beginning, let's say. But let's take a quick break, and we're going to come back and discuss that in more full detail. know that bullying in the workplace and in our schools, whether it's grammar schools or high schools, is becoming more and more prevalent? 
This includes the rise of verbal abuse and physical abuse to our senior citizens. As a matter of fact, bullying is on the cusp of becoming a dominant occurrence in today's society. For example, CareerBuilder.com survey of 2012 noted that about 50% of all workplace bullying goes unreported. And NBC News reported that bullying statistics of 2013 for senior citizens is on the rise in America. And that statistics for bullying-related incidences in our schools, well, unfortunately, it is on the rise. If you find yourself being bullied in school or in the workplace and you need someone to help resolve your differences, with professionalism, fairness, impartiality, and given a platform to be heard. Give me a call. Professional mediator Teresa E. Keyes at 480-283-7270 or email me at Teresa at mediationtalkshow.expert. Welcome back to Put It All on the Table Through Mediation. Here again, Teresa E. Keeves. Thank you. Thank you for returning with me and my fabulous guest, Brian Keyes, who's technology expert, a.k.a. my husband. Now, before um, break, we were talking about the varying um, 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 ODR uh, uh, systems that are out there. And um, do they have the capability of allowing us mediators who would like to have caucus and or sidebar? Uh, with one party and not um, allowing the other party to hear what it is that's being talked about. And before we left, um, uh, Brian and I were talking about uh, Google Hangouts. Now, can I just uh, read a little bit of the, of the notes from Google Hangouts, Brian, and then I want you to take it away, okay? Now, Google Hangouts uh, says it's a good example of a free service you can use. Okay, guys, it's a free service. And it is primarily organized around the concept of social interaction. But as a mediator, you can set up multiple hangouts and assign each disputant or group to one caucus hangout and then have everyone join the overall hangout. I think that's cool. I like that name, Google Hangouts, Brian. Yeah, I I actually found out about it while I was working with a company, and they use that uh, Google Hangouts for doing all their meetings together, and you can join together a lot of different people into a mm-hmm. Hangout. And as you can, as you you know hear, it's called Hangout. So yeah. it's mainly focused around a social interaction, um, and but it's a free service, and anyone can use it. So you know we figure out ways to you know to 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 use these services you know to our best advantage. Mhm. Yeah. And I, yeah, I do like, you know, okay, just just go hang out there for a minute, you know. So that that's kind of like if we were um in in front of our um uh disputants and we needed to call caucus or we wanted to have a sidebar, you know, a a um a you know, a talk um a confidential talk with with one party you know i always say you know okay okay so you could just go uh, sit out here you know just hang out here for a moment and you know so i do i i do like that name and it says that when you need to caucus you can have the parties go over to the other hangout and move yourself over there as well so that's that's really cool so you know i'm going to have to have you take me through this so that i can be more familiar with this because this sounds like something that i would like to 
um, employ, you know, in my, in my, uh, practice, Brian? Yeah, absolutely. Be happy to do that. Yeah, it says that it, it is a little cumbersome, but it has the advantage of running on many different devices. Um, so you could, you could even have multiple iPads and or computers, each with one hangout running. It is a pretty cost effective way to resolve this basic issue. So like if we're not in our office and we are, um, you know, um, are, are out of our office, let's say, and, and all of a sudden we need to talk with our clients, then we could, uh, uh, pull this pull this uh, software package up, correct? Yeah, I mean it, it runs on um, all the you know, phones and tablets, um, as as most applications do nowadays, and it also runs on your computer. So I mean, if you happen to be if you're in your office and you're conducting a mediation, you know you mm-hmm. could have you could have the overall hangout with everyone on your computer, and mm-hmm. then you could have like a couple of iPads that are dedicated to the the caucus hangout, and what mm-hmm. you can do is you can you know you can mute and um, better control the the proceedings that way. Mm-hmm. Tell you know, just tell your people to go to the caucus hangout, and and you can you can control the hangout. So if if people are getting belligerent, I mean you can literally shut it down. You can tell people mm-hmm. to go to the caucus and shut it down, shut down your main hangout. And I know mm-hmm. that's a, that's a concern as well. It's, a, it's it's not just the you know uh, the need to go to caucus, but you want to be able to kind of uh, still maintain that control um, and 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 not not allow people to be berating each other and belligerent on on even online. And a lot of times mm-hmm. people think that because they're online, they can act differently than when they are in person. That's a kind of a, a problem. That has been around for a long time. It's what what created um, emoticons, you know, the smiley faces originally back back way back when. Uh-huh. People were would get upset with each other because someone would say something sarcastic, but you can't see facial expressions. You can't see they're being sarcastic, and then they would mm-hmm. get mad and start this whole chain of what they called flame wars. Well, yeah. this allows you to, to to actually kind of control that better um, when people aren't actually you know, in, in person. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I get that with the emoticons because as you're, as you're saying is that, um, um, you know, you really can't, uh, you really can't, um, uh, see the individual the individual may say something and maybe perhaps it came out wrong or maybe the other individual took it wrongly or maybe they, you know, whatever, but by throwing in emoticon, um, with the smiley face that, that's somewhat, um, um, you know, curtails and or help to, um, explain what it is that an individual want, you know, want to say. Now, Brian, I love all of the, the Google Hangouts that we talked about and the video conferencing, uh, the ODR expects. Now we, I got about, uh, four minutes. So I want you to, uh, talk about the security. Now we're going to do this ODR. Let's just say we're going to do the Google Hangout. Okay. I want you to, uh, implement the Google Hangout on on my device. So, what are some of the security issues uh, we need to be concerned about when we when we start implementing device? You know, I'm sorry, software such as ODR into our practices. Yeah, security is always at the top of my list for you know things you got to pay attention to, right? Um, mm-hmm. I know from if you're you know you're doing business, you're doing mediations, you think, well, what tools do I need? I can use them and and, and go that route and get things set up. 
But to me, coming from uh, the, the technology perspective, the security is really important because, number one, you know, you're dealing with sensitive data, sensitive information, right? Sensitive, this is sensitive to the people involved, to the disputants, and maybe other parties. And mm-hmm. you have to make sure that that's secure. You can't be a, leak, a loose, uh, sorry, a weak link in, uh-huh. in the whole security chain. Um, so you need to make sure that, you know, security is a forethought, not an afterthought when all, using all these devices. So, I'm going to talk about one particular aspect today, um, which are which is password management. And okay. You, you, you may think, oh, what about passwords? It doesn't really matter. Well, we just talked about Google Hangouts. Well, you know, even Google gets hacked, right? And there are I've received emails, and probably some of you out there have, where you get an email from a, a person you know that says they're in some foreign country and they're in trouble and they need you to wire them some money. Well, guess what? <clears throat> that meant their Google account was hacked, and everyone in their, you know, their send list and then their, cal- and then their, their contact list and anyone who's had an email with you there um, <clears throat> uh, gets sent to this, uh, this email message, and it's just a, it's what's called a phishing attack. Well, guess what? If they can do that, they can break into Google Hangouts, too, and maybe even monitor your chats, your your conversations with people, and that, you know, especially if someone is, if you're dealing with very sensitive, a uh, sensitive mediation, you you may be surprised how what, what extremes people will go to, to to get an edge, to get an advantage. So, have, even your Google password, it's very important to keep it secure. So, there's a couple things around password management. Um, you can go a couple of different routes. The first is you can set up a, um, a a password strategy. I actually utilize a strategy because I visit so many different sites and have so many different um, devices that I use a combination of, of uh, a combination of, of letters and numbers in all of my in my passwords, and then a unique identifier based on like the website or the company I'm working for or. Mm-hmm you know, the device I'm on. And that mm-hmm. works really well because then I can I can remember my password without writing it down. And that's another key mm-hmm. thing. You really don't you really don't want to write it down. But if you can't remember that password and you don't want to go to that extreme, you can buy um, or get a free password management or sometimes call them vault. Uh, a password a password manager or vault. Uh, last pass is actually a good example of this. L A S T P A S S. It works on multiple okay. devices, uh, your computers and your phones and your tablets. And what it does is it remembers that when you go to websites and, and when you go into, into accounts and you run different applications, it'll remember all those passwords. So you can create very complex passwords for those sites and let it remember it. Okay? Okay. Now, there are, okay. Some, sound, there are some, some, some things. Sometimes they can be a little bit complex to use. And uh-huh. Sometimes, uh, like I've had a situation in the past where a, a password vault actually, I, I lost the key to the vault. <laughs> so I couldn't get into the vault to get my password. So you, okay. You not, not, I'm sorry. I'm password. sorry, Brian. Not yep. trying to rush you, but we got like, yep. like one, one and a half minute. Yep. So, so the big thing here is uh, whatever you do, you know, maintain good passwords. 
have a secure way of, of tracking them. And, it, it, you know, it, it, think about it, right, as, a, as one of your first strategies and not something that comes later after the fact that you just put in password one in the Google, you know, when you, when you, when you create your account. When you create, yeah, when you create your account. Yeah, absolutely. Because a lot of people, particularly, um, my peers out there, uh, you know, we're going to be doing ODR. That's, that's definitely something that, that we're going to be doing. And I'm sure a lot of you are already doing it and, or are thinking about doing it. And these are things that we need to keep in mind about our security and about our passwords and be sure that we hold that, that close to our chest, you know. Well, Brian, I'm going to say this, like I say with, you know, my other guests that, um, I so enjoyed, uh, my, my time here on talkzone.com and the time goes by very, very quickly. And I want to say that I certainly appreciate you taking your time to be here with me as my guest, um, on my show, put it all on the table through mediation. And I, and I thank you for that. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, um, my time is up. I want to say that I hope that my uh, program was informative for you. I hope that you'll be able to to uh, listen to it when you need to. And I want to tell you to have a great day and enjoy your time. This is Teresa E. Keeves. See you in two weeks. Mm-hmm.